0: Hello, wonderful souls, and welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. I'm Greg Kuhn, your friendly neighborhood law of attraction science guy, writer, speaker, podcaster, and intentional manifesting coach. I'm excited to be with you today because this is the fifth episode of a new Manifest the Big Stuff series called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. The purpose of this series is to document the way working my belief raising process changed my reality the last time I used it. The process grew my inherited beliefs into alignment with my desired version of reality. Since our beliefs manifest the form, function, meaning, and value of our entire version of reality, as my beliefs grew, as I worked my belief-raising process, my reality automatically changed. When a system changes, after all, it always changes its environment. So, the first episode of this series starts with my very first writing session about how I really felt about the statement, I am God. My first writing session pegged me squarely at feeling worried and nervous about the statement, I am God on my emotional reference chart, which is an ascending list of emotional states that I use to write and live my way into alignment as I work my belief-raising process. Well, in my initial writing session, I found that I felt worried and nervous about that statement, I am God. You can hear that initial belief-raising journal entry verbatim by listening to episode one of this series. Each episode since has documented me writing and living my way into the next highest emotional perspective on the emotional reference chart. Episode two is about me feeling frustrated and aggravated about that statement rather than worried and nervous. Episode 3 is about me feeling uneasy and discontented about the statement, I am God, rather than frustrated and aggravated. Episode 4 is about me feeling indifferent and apathetic about it rather than uneasy and discontented, and episode five, today, is about me feeling pensiveness and melancholy about it, rather than indifferent and apathetic. The goal of this series is to give you, my dear manifesting friend, a front row seat to the subtle yet profound shifts of perspective and understanding about the statement, I am God, that occur for me every single time I write and live my way up into a new emotional perspective on my emotional reference chart. I change with each new emotional perspective. Not dramatically, but authentically. Authentically, because the pace of the change between emotional perspectives on the chart is gradual enough that our subconscious goes along for the ride. Which means our beliefs are going to change. And because I change, So does my reality concerning whatever I'm working the belief-raising process on. In episodes one through four of Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life, I delve thoroughly into my personal history to explain exactly how and why I created this belief-raising process and exactly what my experiences with it have been. I go over exactly how I work the process, how I write and live my way into new emotional perspectives to change myself and in turn manifest new versions of reality in any area of my life that I choose to work this process on. All of that is waiting for you in those first four episodes. Now, the quick version of all of that is that This belief-raising process works every single time I use it. Listen to the series and see it for yourself. Or, better yet, start using my belief-raising process yourself today. My latest book, A Handbook for Those Already Born, How to Manifest Better Versions of Reality, covers it thoroughly, as do many of my previous books. Now, last month, in my fourth episode of this series, I was on the emotional perspective of indifference and apathy about being God, and uh, I opened my journaling by acknowledging my current state. I shared about how the absence of enthusiasm for this concept stems from multiple factors, I confessed that the lack of an instant reward for my understanding of the statement contributed to my lack of interest. I clarified that the intent behind this declaration is not to claim that I am the God, uh, as depicted in religious texts, but rather to embrace the idea that I am part of the divine whole. I continued uh, by addressing the lack of concern, I feel, emphasizing that it's not an absence of interest or enthusiasm, but rather a subdued presence. These feelings, they're like the trees that line my street. They're my familiar backdrop in my life, but they're not demanding my constant attention. Even though they are vital to comprising my surroundings, and making my surroundings great. Just as the trees contribute to the beauty of my neighborhood, the understanding of my connection to the divine enriches my spiritual landscape. However, just as I don't need to focus all my attention on those trees... I don't feel the need to fervently emphasize my understanding of the statement. I clarified that my lack of enthusiasm isn't indicative of not caring. It's a reflection of the depth of my understanding. I've integrated this belief into my identity and I'm content with where I am. My focus isn't on pursuing the title of Almighty God, but rather on nurturing my growth through the belief-raising process. I likened indifference to hitting a glass ceiling, an emotional state that's not overtly painful, but still limiting. It carries an echo of hopelessness, and I reflected on how it relates to moments in life when I've faced things like the inevitability of death and other uncertainties. And I acknowledged that while indifference might not be worse than anger, it's its own unique kind of pain. And I reflected on my experiences of languishing in indifference before. In my reflections, I found contentment in recognizing the blessings in my life, acknowledging both the positive aspects and my own imperfections. So without further ado, Here is my belief-raising journal entry about writing and living my way into feeling pensiveness and melancholy about I am God. First of all, here are the definitions of those words. Pensiveness means thinking deeply or seriously, often of sad or melancholy things. Also, expressing deep thoughtfulness, often with some sadness. Melancholy means a feeling of pensive sadness, typically with no obvious cause. Now, here's my writing. I start by asking myself, what would I believe about me and my life to feel pensiveness and melancholy about this statement, I am God. You, being the bright light you are, might say, Greg, by those definitions you just read, this isn't going to be much of an improvement. And I'd say, you're absolutely correct. But it's enough of an improvement that it will align this part of my reality a little more with my desires and the growth is gentle enough for my subconscious to give me access to my inherited beliefs it will allow my inherited beliefs to grow in accord with the new emotional perspective now we can talk openly about what we're doing right in front of our subconscious right it's that most primitive part of our brain. It's, it's right here with us while we're talking. But we can do that because, one, we're not trying to trick our subconscious, so we have nothing to hide from it. And two, our subconscious doesn't understand words anyway, e- even if we were trying to trick it. So let's get to what I wrote in this journal entry, writing myself into pensiveness and melancholy. Sadness. I am God makes me feel sad. Because here I am, giving my best effort to intentionally manifest and engage with reality intentionally, seeing and experiencing fantastic results, achieving a lifestyle of learning, growing, and changing, which provides me more fulfillment than I even knew was possible by always allowing me to take responsibility for the changes I seek. I have a fulfilling lifestyle of being the source of my reality and being the source of its changes. And I love the changes. I'm loved, valuable, important, wealthy, healthy, fit, desirable. I make others' lives better. I make my life better. And, at the same time, I'm judgmental, afraid, weak, critical, blaming, angry, conditional, defensive, unkind, unhappy. I'm God? Sure, I am a part of God temporarily experiencing this, and this includes all of that. The best I can do includes all that pain, all that unhappiness, all that suffering. They could have stopped caring about I am God at indifference and apathy in the sense that I'm doing great and as good as possible, given the natural limitations and challenges inherent with being a human in this dimension. So what's the point? How could I do any better other than, of course, getting better at intentionally manifesting and engaging with my reality? But no matter how skilled I become at those things, I'm never transcending all that pain, all my imperfections. So what's the point in pursuing I am God any further, really? But if I'm going to pursue it any further, which I am, Because I believe in this belief-raising process and know it always has something of value to offer me, my next perspective is being thoughtful, trending towards sadness. The sadness, as I've described, is authentic and stems from the tantalizing but unattainable promise of this statement. And the dreamy thoughtfulness, that stems from a suspicion that more is possible here that this belief-raising process may very well end up having me redefine what I and God mean. Maybe also what M means. Who knows? But I do believe in this process without reservation, so I will continue on this journey into pensiveness and melancholy. And I do imagine that such refining and redefining Could be in my future, one step at a time. I just don't see that from here. Consensus with reality is challenging with something so individualized. We strive for it in most cases. Fake it sometimes. Yearn for it in others. What is my experience personally of God? Of me? God is love, unconditional love. Anything that doesn't lead toward love can't be God, can't be a path toward God. Self-love, unconditional self-acceptance, seems like the most likely path to embracing and embodying I am God beyond where I currently know it. Anything, any way of engaging reality that doesn't point me in that direction can't be God. Is it possible I've been leaning on, relying on pathways that don't lead to God? Because... That's what I was taught, or that's the way I've always done it? Have I, do I use pathways not leading toward God to motivate me? To use as measuring sticks and litmus tests? Things based on fear rather than love? Familiarity over freedom? Or familiarity above self-acceptance and love? What if I simply noticed when self-acceptance and love was happening, and at the very least, get off that non-God pathway when I noticed I was on it, stopped doing it, and look for, consider, and explore alternatives? Like... When I get angry at another driver, if I look at them, when I get next to them, I go, of course, it's a fill in the blank, whatever pejorative label for who and what they are is. That's not a pathway to God. First, since I know that, don't look. That's a start get off that non-God path? Then what? You don't know, but it's a great question to explore and answer. Or, rather than plan what I'm going to do on a trip to give me a sense of control, because that's not a pathway to God, Plan what I'm going to do on a trip to help me make the most of my time on the trip, which does feel like a pathway to God. For me, this writing session left me with such an actionable, yet not overly grandiose plan moving forward didn't resolve all of my issues. It didn't get me where I wanted to be eventually about that statement, I am God. But with this writing, I felt a lot of the ice cracking and my body beginning to fill the space of what might be a much, much better reality regarding the statement, I am God. I knew going away that I could begin to identify pathways to God and pathways that were not to God. And it felt good to have that. Thank you, my wonderful manifesting friends, for sharing your time with me today and allowing me to share this with you. When we get together, my intent is to help you make the most of your time because there isn't anything more valuable. Before we go, I want to invite you to join my Facebook manifesting group today. Each month in my Facebook group, you're going to get exclusive content from me about my life, my manifesting, my engagement with reality, content that's available nowhere else, and I'd love to have you join us. The link is in the description of this podcast or video. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of value to you, my wonderful friend. I never take that for granted. I get excited about it, and I appreciate it so much. Until we get to meet up again, hopefully for episode six of this series, I hope you decide to make the most of that time, and I'll do likewise.